following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. It's a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app on the huge show across Michigan. Make sure you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and always use code HUGE to get the promo hookups. That's code HUGE when you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app to get all of the hookups. It is a Moneyline Monday presented by DraftKings on the Michigan Sports Network. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the huge show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the huge show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. Good Monday afternoon and welcome to the huge show on this Monday, the 26th day of June 2023. No Bill Simonson today. Anthony Bellino filling in in the big chair for the huge one as he is on the road today. And always a pleasure to be able to fill in uh, for my buddy Bill and joined by, of course, the wonderful uh, Brett Hayes. Be sure to find Brett Hayes on Twitter at the Brett Hayes, H-A-Z-E. I'm Anthony. You can find me at AC Bellino. Text the keyword HUGE to 21000. That's HUGE, H-U-G-E to 21000. Mercantile Bank listener line 1-866-838-HUGE, 1-866-838-4843. All guests joining us on the Roast Umber guest line. Uh, Brett, my man, it is good to uh, be working with you once again. Good to be with you on this Monday afternoon. How was your weekend, partner? How's life? It was pretty good, man. Got out and played some golf and uh, it rained yesterday, so I got to stay in and watch a movie all day okay uh golf how was it uh it was uh it was a lot of fun we played a eight person scramble with bill up at north kenton rockford it was it was a blast oh nice so two four-man teams are like all eight guys playing you two four-man teams yeah did you win did you beat bill no we were on his team oh but we got like okay. fifth place out of 17 or 18 i think oh all right nice yeah, it was fun though Nice. I got to, uh, I had the opportunity this weekend, had a couple friends in from, uh, from out of town. One was in town from North Carolina. One was in town, uh, from New Jersey. Got to gather with my, uh, my old college roommate. So got a lot of, a lot of guys together for a very active, uh, a very active weekend. And this whole thing spawned because my one buddy from New Jersey, you know, he's got, he's married. He's got two kids. Yeah, just just need a little reprieve. Just need to have some fun. Well, it just so happened the same weekend, another one of my close friends, his wife was going out of town for a bachelorette party. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Guys weekend free. Oh, man, love it. But very, very, very active. I was just actually telling Brett before we came on, that's an exhausting weekend. You know, it's just nonstop. It's like you wake up first thing in the morning, you know, work Friday, and then boom, right, getting just getting right after it. Uh, all throughout the day, Friday, Saturday, drove down to a place, a little party island in the middle of Lake Erie called Putin Bay, the home of the two-man, two-club scramble coming up on July 29th. Circle, circle your calendars for that. Yes, you heard me right. You and a partner, only two clubs, 
It's awesome. You don't even get to bring your clubs. We actually bring all the clubs and everything uh, that you need for it. So we're fi- you know, finishing up some, uh, some finalizing details there. It's our fifth annual two-man, two-club scramble. No, you do not get to use a putter. You literally get one wood and one iron. And uh, when people ask me what that island is like, I tell them it's like a Vegas pool party at a county fair is basically the kind of atmosphere that you are going to be uh, running into. So we did that on Saturday. Went out Saturday night, uh, Sunday. A buddy of mine, uh, he was his parents were throwing a little birthday bash for his father. So right on Lake Erie, we went and did that. I mean, my goodness! And you're on Lake Time, and you have no idea it's even nine o'clock because everyone's just hanging out, having a great time. And before you know it, it's boom, Monday morning's here, and the alarm's going off at five thirty. So uh, yeah, we are just uh, you know kind of closing down a very active. Active weekend and, uh, you know, active weekend in the sports world as well. Tigers with three games against the divisional leading Minnesota Twins. We've got some changes uh, on the uh, that have already happened on the horizon there with Nick Maton getting sent down uh, to Toledo. Will he be able to figure it out after a very, very difficult uh, Sunday afternoon for him? The challenges do not ease up at all. One of the best offenses in baseball on tap, Texas Rangers uh, beginning tonight. So we'll get into well, we'll get into a little bit of that. Keith Langlois will join us on the uh, Detroit Pistons. Very excited to talk to Keith and you know kind of you know, why I really liked uh, the draft here. Although you know we don't get to see the overtime elite. You know unless you're I don't I don't even know how you'd find it on the internet to be able to watch it. So you're just being able to read and find highlights. But to be able to get a wing that they believe might be the best defender in the draft, and there's a lot of debating whether or not they should have went, uh, you know, more of a shooter. But this kid shot 40% in the month of November from three. Like, it's not like he can't shoot it. But, you know, the opportunities that may come there, getting a uh, three and D style wing, as they like to say. You know, a guy that, you know, can improve on his shooting, but immediately adds a presence on the defensive side of the basketball is going to be huge for the worst defensive team in the league. Got to find a way to get stops. Like at the end of the day, we talk about the Golden State Warriors, and yes, I know the Splash Brothers were the catalyst to that because you know, they were able to outscore you, but they also had very good defenders. Guys like Draymond Green, Andre Iguodala, like the Clay Thompson was an elite defender prior to his injuries. He went Achilles and knee in back to back seasons. I mean, what do you what do you expect to happen there? So they they played elite defense on their way uh to their early championships prior to Clay's injuries. So if you can kind of you know find a way for Cade Cunningham and Jaden Ivey, I think Jaden is going to absolutely be the guy, that sophomore, that takes that really huge step you know, from freshman to sophomore year in the NBA. I think Jaden Ivey is going to be that guy because he's going to be able to play alongside Cade Cunningham, assuming that Cade is going to be healthy for a majority, if not all, of the upcoming regular season. That's going to be a massive upgrade. What they did in the draft, uh, going and getting a guy that they really wanted in the backcourt in Marcus Sasser. What does he bring from Houston? Uh, we'll get into that, but it's a guy that, you know, Troy Weaver and his staff had targeted early and often. Guy with a lot of college experience. You know, more of that, uh, you know, mature adult coming out of the draft versus the young 18 or 19 year old kid that doesn't have a lot of mileage on him. So I'm, I'm very excited about the direction of the Detroit Pistons. We got Pistons and Tigers. We'll talk uh, to Scott Miller about the Tigers and Major League Baseball, you know, as a, uh, as a whole coming up in hour number two, potentially depending on the flight situation here. Max Boltman might join us of the athletic covering the Detroit Red Wings. He's headed to the draft right now. He said, let me check, you know, check with you when you get to the airport and I'll let you know if I'm available at 520 today. I said, my man, Mad Max, that is absolutely perfect. 
you let me know and we'll roll from there. But excited to be with you uh, this afternoon. Here's to take a quick look at what's going on, you know, across the uh, across the sports world here on this afternoon on this Monday. Rangers, Tigers tonight, 8.05. Tigers, you know, they won the game on Saturday, lost Friday and Sunday to the Minnesota Twins. This ain't looking good, though. I mean, this is a very, this is a 47 and 30 Texas Rangers club. First in the AL West. They are just, they're just, you know, bombing people left and right. Great offense. But in their first series, Texas does lead the season series right now, two games to one. They won five nothing back on uh, May 29th, then won 10 to six on May 30th. May 31st was the Tigers 3-2 winner, so they can lean on the fact that, yes, they've seen this club before. They know that they got a lot of offense. Matt Boyd will take the hill tonight. It's Andrew Haney, and I'm very excited about Matt Boyd. Hopefully he's able to put together a quality start where maybe we get a Tigers starter that can go five-plus innings. Maybe six, maybe seven. Just ask it. There's not too many. You know, We can't keep going game after game after game, depending on the bullpen. You can't rotate you know, four, five, six, seven pitchers every single night. And the bullpen days that we've had to have because of the injuries with the starting staff, right? there's a caveat there. So, you know, it, there is a reason behind it. But, yeah, if you can start getting our starters to go six-plus innings consistently, it's going to help out that bullpen on the back end uh, as well. Did you hear this story? The Eagles' Devin Allen ran the fourth fastest 110-meter hurdles in 2023. He was at the uh, USA Track and Field NYC Grand Prix. Allen ran at a time of 13.04 seconds. I don't know if I do anything in 13 seconds. Tied for the fourth fastest in the world this year. Oh, and by the way, he's a professional football player. This just in, the Atlanta Hawks have dealt John Collins to the Jazz. Uh, they're open, you know, open up a huge exception here. And look, this is this is a, a cap move. They, they really didn't get anything in return. They got uh, Rudy Gay. A future second round pick for Collins, who's owed seventy eight million over the next three seasons. The swap creates twenty five point three million in a trade exception for the Hawks, the largest in the NBA. And Atlanta has a year to potentially use that exception to take on uh, a different player's contract. So they've got some options here. Collins is twenty five. He's a versatile forward. You know he could join the uh, the uh, a front line that has all star Lowry, Markkinen, all rookie center Walker Kessler. You know, Utah used the ninth pick in Thursday's draft to select Taylor Hendricks, a power forward, a forward out of Central Florida. So, like, look, I mean, they're they're going to get better, but they're going to get better, and the Hawks are going to free up some space and get away from the luxury tax, which is really their ultimate goal there. Speaking of money, the Timberwolves center Nas Reed agreed to a three-year, $42 million deal. You're probably wondering, who the hell is Nas Reed, and why is he getting $42 million? What's important about this is we might be able to look at this as a little bit of a gauge for what the Pistons might want to extend Isaiah Stewart to. Right? So Reed is a guy who last season, his best season, 11.5 points, five rebounds, played less than 20 minutes a game. Monster deals here. And now you have $400 million committed to Carl Anthony Towns, Nas Reed, and Rudy Gobert. Like, I don't know, like three centers in the Minnesota Timberwolves. I, I know Pistons fans are like, yeah, we know what that's like. We got a ton of big guys. That's a strange move for the Timberwolves, but it might be something to kind of look at where we may gauge and kind of see what Isaiah Stewart might get from the Pistons if they can agree to an extension before his contract uh, is up. Josh Hart and the Knicks are going to extend their player option deadline, so that's a good news for him. They've agreed to extend a midnight Eastern deadline on Saturday for his $12.9 million player option until Thursday, so that's uh, 
You know, if Hart, who was a priority to retain on a new deal, he could opt in and extend off of that a salary number for next season or decline the option, become an unrestricted free agent, eligible eligible to sign a new deal with the New York Knicks if he wants to stay. Uh, Spurs, Victor Wembenyama is going to skip the FIBAs and he's going to focus on his rookie season. It sounds like he will be available for the summer league, uh, which will be, you know, that'll be our kind of first taste. He probably won't play a whole bunch, but at least we'll be able to get to see him in a couple of games uh, this coming July before the end. NBA season and that's kind of what we have going on right now in the sports world we will step aside a lot of rumors going around right now surrounding a young fella out of Brooklyn the Nets allegedly prepared to offer a uh, match an offer sheet for Cam Johnson of roughly four years and a hundred million that sounds about what the Pistons might be willing to offer him what could he potentially bring to this team is he a better option than potentially trying to bring back Jeremy Grant Jeremy Grant who came to Detroit as the lead dog on that team ended up getting dealt, found his way into Portland. If Damian Lillard stays in Portland, then odds are Jeremy Grant probably stays there as well. If the Blazers decide that they want to move on from Damian Lillard and do him a solid and get him to a contender, there is the opportunity that perhaps Jeremy Grant might become available and that might be something the Pistons would want to kind of reunite and welcome him home. So the details on those two scenarios, plus recapping the draft with Keith Langlois coming up next here on, on the huge show on the Michigan Sports Network. From Detroit to Petoskey, this show is huge. Hey, it's Brett from the Michigan Sports Network for my friends on the DraftKings Casino app. So if you're a fan of the classic casino games like roulette, slots, and blackjack, well, look no further than the DraftKings Casino app because you can find those games and exclusive games you can't find anywhere else. Plus, they've got a great deal going on for new customers who deposit at least $5 signing up with promo code HUGE. So if you do that, you'll get a match on your first deposit and score up to $2,000 in casino bonus funds. And after that, you can start playing online on your time, in your space, and within your means. It's also safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you're ready. Just download the DraftKings Casino app now and sign up with promo code HUGE, and you'll get a match on that first deposit of $5 or more, up to $2,000 in casino bonus funds. Only on DraftKings Casino with promo code HUGE. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. 21 and up, Michigan only, one per opted-in customer. Minimum $5 deposit, max match $2,000. Deposit and bonus amount require 15 times playthrough within 30 days. See terms at casino.draftkings.com slash players choice. Restrictions apply. Make sure you listen weekly to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu. There are 13 folds that bring the American flag to the iconic shape of freedom. This summer, Folds of Honor and Budweiser celebrate 13 years of changing military and first responder lives together. Service never stops, and neither will we. So join me in raising a Budweiser to raise funds for Folds of Honor. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch, Budweiser, Lager Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. 
Monster Truck Madness. Saturday, July 1st at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. It's a Monster Truck Invasion. Plus an awesome fireworks display after the show. Gates open at 4. With a huge pit party till 6.30. Monster Truck Madness. Tickets just $25 and are on sale now. At the box office or eticks.com. Call 877-2-EAGLE-2. Saturday, July 1st at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Monster Truck Madness. Bring a lawn chair and hang out for the thrill of the hill. Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. here to the huge show on the Michigan Sports Network. That's Brett Hayes. I'm Anthony Bellino. Join us right now covering the Detroit Pistons. Pistons.com. A good friend, Keith Langloy. Keith, my friend, how are you, partner? How's life? How are things? Are they slowing down at all? Or is all this free agent buzz kind of got you back working hard again? Yeah, you know, the way the NBA calendar goes, uh, the only time uh, it's pretty much a, a year-round thing now, like all, like every sport. The only time it really slows down is uh, August, and then uh, uh, and then as soon as Labor Day hits, start filtering back the town usually, and then things pick up again. So August is the slow time right now. You know, we're just just washed our hands of the draft and free agency starts, and and uh, by this time next week, I'll be packing for Las Vegas and summer league. So. No, never, not even a moment to kind of close your eyes uh, in between. Let's start with the draft and circle back to uh, last week and the Pistons selections and in the trade that they made in order to move up to get uh, Marcus Sasser. Uh, but let's, let's first start at the number five pick, right? With the Thompson twins, both of them, you know, I'll, like most fans really don't have the opportunity to see very much of it. They, they could only hear, maybe they see some highlights, uh, but it's not like overtime elite games are on television. So what did the Pistons, who did they get, in your opinion, at number five? Well, I, I'm a lot less familiar with them than they are. At the uh, press conference last Friday, I was circling the room there and talking to a bunch of the people, you know, like behind-the-scenes people, and they made trips down to Atlanta uh, this winter. For, uh, that's where Overtime Elite is headquartered, where they play their games, and the they're comfortable that they have a good evaluation of them. You know, last week before the draft, when when Troy Weaver met with the media, I asked, "Is is there a particular challenge in, in kind of projecting guys out of overtime elite because of, the program's only been in existence two years?" You know, I believe they've had one player, Dominic Barlow, who played with the Spurs very sparingly this year as a rookie. So there's just not a history of projecting players out of that league, what, what, what production like looks like in that league, what they go on to do in the NBA. But yeah, Troy Weaver answered, he said, well, you you could say that, but Halle Berry is pretty nurture in the grocery store. He said, when you see when you see elite, you know it. So he, they're really comfortable that they got a, a guy who the door is a, even by the, you know, the ridiculous standards of the NBA, they've got an elite athlete walking in the door. Um, you know, I think they're 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 perfectly comfortable that he's ready to defend from day one, and and the offense 
you know, he, he shot reasonably well uh, from three over the course of the season, but it, but it got better as the season went on, and it was almost 40% in the, in the playoffs, so the overtime elite playoffs on, on almost eight attempts a game. So I think they're confident that they they got a, a good player and, you know the reports on the on the on the kid himself. The family are are, are glowing. That they are they're truly just all about basketball. I mean, look, the decision alone. If you know his life story, uh, they grew up in Oakland, and at some point uh, when they were in like middle school, they decided that uh, they you know they were fully focused on basketball as as their livelihood. And the, the father and the twins moved to South Florida to uh, to. To, to pursue that aim, and, and the, the mom stayed back in California. Um, then it, it, to give up their senior year of high school and all that entails to, to go to, to go to this you know new venture, unproven venture, but one that they felt w- was dedicated to, to maximizing their basketball potential. And I think it tells you that, that they're very serious about their craft, and and uh, you know the Pistons are, are, are confident in, in the, the quality of the character and in the, the potential of. of the athlete and the basketball player. You know, with the the selection of Asar Thompson, that was maybe you know you you get online and you 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 hear these fans going back and forth at each other, Keith. That, I mean, Twitter is a battleground, right? And you know, so many people talking about shooting, shooting, shooting. We have to be able to add shooting. And you you look at Boyan Bogdanovich as like the guy. Still, you know, Isaiah Livers. We just need him to stay healthy uh, at some point. Be able to you know get into some sort of consistency right. there within the rotation. But yes, this team needs shooting. But if you look back to and everybody points to the Golden State Warriors. Well, sure. Steph Curry was an elite is an elite shooter, arguably the greatest of all time, and his running mate Clay Thompson, uh, right in the in the same conversation. Like as far as teammates, probably the best shooting backcourt the league has ever seen. But prior to Clay Thompson's injuries, they were an elite defensive team. Clay Thompson, an elite defender. Draymond Green can defend anyone. Andre Iguodala, uh, you know, in everything that he meant, uh, you know, even winning a Finals MVP. But what he meant defensively. And this Pistons team just struggled to defend last year. So to me, it made perfect sense. Like, hey, here's a guy that offensively, that will come around. His shot, you know, he proved that he could shoot it a little bit at OTE. We'll see what happens on the offensive side of things. But we have to be able to defend, especially at the wing spot, because, I mean, that's where all the, the dogs in the NBA, everybody's everybody's this large and in charge wing. They can put it on the floor. They can shoot it. They can drive to the bucket. We have to be able to stop that. So for me, it made perfect sense going to get a guy that they thought could step in day one and help them defensively. Well, yeah, and and Tori Weaver made made those points uh, uh, last week, and, and and again on Friday after the draft, he he said, you know, he, he was talking about Golden State. Everybody talks about about Steph and Clay, and yeah, he said that's that, yeah they can shoot it. But he said when Golden State really took off is when they became a top ten and then a top five defensive team. And before the draft. Well, actually, it was, it was on draft night uh, after just after the Thompson selection when 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 Troy said he volunteered, and and, and this was a comparison that had been raised um, by some of those people in the draft industry too. But he he said, you know, Golden State. He said what made what made them their death lineup. He said was when Iguodala was in the front court, and it was just really impossible to match up with him. And I think the Pistons. He he. Troy said this is the guy that that Asar, Asar Thompson reminds him of. Um, Andre Iguodala, who had you know a, a two decade career in the NBA, and 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 was a guy who you know winning teams always when he had agency or or when Golden State needed to to move him there were uh, for cap purposes the, the the teams that lined up to get him were, were teams that were poised to win a championship because they knew you know exactly the qualities he had or what winning teams you know, 
you know, just absolutely need. Um, as you said, wing athletic wings and who are in short supply, guys who can switch up and down uh, defensively, and, and when you, when you can combine that with some of the offensive upside of Thompson with his, you know, I, I talked to one of the, the Pistons scouts who said he. He was a frequent visitor to the overtime elite gym this winter, and he said at one of the games he went at, watched this year, they had, uh, you know, Amen Thompson, his twin brother, was the guy who who, who supposedly was a, more of the point guard, and Asar played off the ball. He said the one game he went to, Asar, they put the ball on Asar's hands, and he said he wound up with like 12 assists that game and just, you know, looked like he was really designed for that role. So I think they're confident uh, that, that they got, you know, a someone who fits their roster, but b also someone who just in general is is what every team is looking for right now. Then the Pistons make a move and they go after Marcus Sasser, right? And Troy Weaver's working the phones and he's trying to try from the stories that I read that he, this was a guy that they targeted that they really wanted, and I really. I find it interesting that they go after a guy here. They they actually invest in you know one. He's a first round pick, so there's a, there's some guarantees with that contract. It's a guard, right? Most notably, a point guard that they're going after because the backcourt seems now with a healthy Cade Cunningham, it's going to be pretty tough to crack that lineup and get some playing time. But they get a four year player out of Houston and Marcus Sasser, which I really like. I don't think that everybody needs to be a 17, 18, 19 year old uh, G League or one and done in college or over. Not everybody has to be that. I think that there's a maturation process in college, and maybe it's because, Keith, I'm old school, right? I'm an old guy. I'm an old school kind of guy. I like that. I like a four-year guy out of college. What does the, the, the team moving to go get Marcus Sasser say about what how they feel about him as an individual and when you know they really kind of see, like, this guy might be able to come in and contribute right away? Yeah, well, I, I, I wrote something that, that posted today and that, that speaks exactly to that, that, look, I mean, uh, the, the, I did a story last week before the draft on possibilities with the 31st pick, and Sasser was one of the, the I think, four or five guys I, I named who were, who were like older college players who were a possibility with that pick. Um, not, you know, I, and I, I think it, it, a, lot of, a lot of mock drafts had Sasser going in that early second-round range. And I don't think a lot had him in the first round, but how high, highly did the Pistons value him? Well, I think the fact that that they they were so look a lot of times after the draft you, you'll say we got the guys we wanted to but we know that the Pistons got the guy they wanted because they moved up physically to get him they gave up two future second round picks um, Troy Weaver said that Arn Tellum and his son Eric Eric and, and uh, director of, of pro scouting for the Pistons they were on the phone with uh, with uh, with Sasser's agency the XL. And that night, because they were monitoring, the agent will be the first one to know if teams are interested in their guy, and they wanted to know if any of these teams late in the first round were likely to get Sasser. And when they got a whiff of two teams that had some interest in drafting Sasser, they jumped. Uh, they, Boston had just acquired the 25th pick in the uh, trade with Memphis, and, and the one in which they got Kristaps uh, Porzingis from Washington. And they, you know, it was it was rightly assumed that Boston was interested in getting out of the first round because of salary concerns and all that. Uh, the guaranteed contract that comes with, excuse me, the 25th pick. So, uh, you know, they, they probably targeted Boston for a trade-up candidate. And when they got a whiff of Sasser maybe not being there at 31, they they acted pretty swiftly, and, and they absolutely got their guy 
Um, the way Troy Weaver talked about him, you know, he just said he's a steadying presence. He's a rock guy that you don't have to worry about where he is or what he's doing. He's all about basketball. He's very serious. And he's, you know, it, it, Troy talks ceaselessly about how he wants to build a team in the image of the, the bad boys and the going to work Pistons, not necessarily because he wants to pay homage to those eras, but because he believes that that's the way you win in the NBA. And, uh, Sasser's, Sasser's a guy who, who, you know, really gets after it defensively. And also a guy that I believe is going to be a 40% three point shooter in the league once he gets his feet set. So, um, you know, it's clear, like I said, a lot of times teams pay lip service that we got our guy. Well, there's no doubt that this one's got their guy because they acted to get him. And we talk about the shooting of Marcus Sasser in his junior season when he was playing about 32 minutes a game. He shot at about 44% uh, from three. And then those numbers kind of skyrocketed, at least as far as his attempts, and it dropped down to 38.4%. But still, uh, I mean, high 30s, low 40s. I mean, that's, uh, that's, you know, really, really nice to see. So how do you think that affects. Uh, what the Pistons want to do at that point guard position with Cade Cunningham coming back from injury. He and Jaden Ivey, I think that Jaden Ivey is going to really explode this year. I think that running alongside Cade Cunningham is going to be a game changer uh, for him just because the way Cade sees the floor, the way that he moves the basketball, his decision making. I think that, you know, he's one of those guys that just, he just goes out there and makes everybody else around him better. So Marcus Sasser then eats up minutes. That maybe brings me to this question of what are they, what are they going to do with a guy like Killian Hayes? Yeah, you know, I was just uh, looking at the roster. <laughs> the Pistons have will have on their roster next year, you know, and assuming I, they're, they're, look, we, we're going into free agency. There's probably going to be some some opportunities for trades. I would the Pistons have, are going to have 30 million cap space and with today's news that uh, that Utah has acquired John Collins into cap space from Atlanta that means there's only going to be four teams with more cap space in the Pistons so uh, you know people ask me what's going to happen in free agency you know we might get to that but I I, I would still put more money on the fact that the, they'll probably leverage their 30 million in cap space in the trade market as opposed to using it in free agency but we'll see but you know, as the roster stands big now, they're going to have eight players that were taken in the first round of the last four drafts since Troy Weaver got here. And, you know, like not all of them were Pistons picks. James Wiseman was a, was a trade acquisition, but but eight first round picks in the last four drafts, and six of those are taken in the lottery. So, you know, there's going to be real competition for for minutes. So, when you say what's going to happen with Killian Hayes, well, when training camp starts. You know, he's he's on the last year of his rookie contract. It's a real prove-it year for him. He's got a new head coach who comes in. I'm, I'm guessing he's going to come in with a with a blank slate, and, and it's going to be, you know, best man, best man wins. But Cunningham and Ivy are going to, uh, in all likelihood, be the starting backcourt and get 30-plus minutes a game. And who fills those backup roles? I mean, Alec Burks is a proven guy. You have to believe he's... He's gonna if, he, if he's healthy. He's gonna he's gonna occupy a slot, and then it's you know it's a fight for the, for whatever minutes are left from there. And Killian Hayes is, is one of the people, and Marcus Hesser, uh, you know, he, he comes in with uh, with all with a lot of wind in his sails from from everything we know about how the Pistons view him. So it's gonna be real competition. Those things always work themselves out. I know you always look at the depth chart and wonder how are we gonna find minutes for everybody. They always work themselves out because of injury or or otherwise so you know it'll it'll play out starting in training camp and then and from there it'll be whoever earns the minutes will will get them all right keith i gotta ask you this next one if if both are available 
Jeremy Grant or Cam Johnson? Uh, I well, I I would I would bet heavily on Cam Johnson wearing a Brooklyn Nets uniform next year, and on Jeremy Grant wearing a Portland Trailblazers uniform next year. You know, the the one wild card in there is it's been reported that uh, Damian Lillard is meeting with the with Portland's front office today, at, maybe as we speak, and discussing the future of the franchise. If 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 Dame comes out of that meeting and says. You know, uh, I love my time in Portland, but it's time to move on. Then, then Jeremy Grant being on the move probably is, makes a little more sense, and then we'll see. Uh, Cam Johnson, I, I, I just have a hard time believing that Brooklyn, owned by one of the richest men in the world, and they've just traded Kevin Durant, and the return for Kevin Durant was Mikhail Bridges and Cam Johnson, and then they're going to let one of those guys walk out the door because they won't match an offer for a restricted free agent. With the history of restricted free agency in the NBA is they very rarely move if if they have, have any value to their to their current team and Cam Johnson certainly has value to the Nets so I don't think the I, I just can't imagine the the offer sheet the Pistons can sign him to that would scare away Brooklyn so I, as I said I, my my money on on how the Pistons use wind up using their thirty million in cap space is via the trade market. Um, as opposed to out and out free agency, but we'll see. You never know. It starts Friday night, so we might, you know, a week from now, if we're having this conversation, we might have the answers already. He is Keith Langlois. Find him on Twitter at Keith underscore Langlois. If you don't follow him already, find his work at Pistons.com. Keith, my friend, is always partner. So great to catch up with you and hear your voice, my friend. We greatly appreciate the time today. Thanks, Anthony. Anytime. There he goes. And uh, like I said, Pistons.com. Uh, That's a very good point. We did just get a text in uh, just now where uh, what's the availability of Tobias Harris and would he be a good fit uh, for the Pistons? Well, here's the status of Tobias and his contract. He signed a five-year, $180 million contract with the 76ers, $180 guaranteed, average salary of $36 million. That was in 23, uh, going through, what, 2023, 24. So there's there's a hefty amount of money there. He's not an unrestricted free agent until 2024. So I, at 31 years old, I just I just don't know if that's the direction. Uh, if you're going to have to trade, I don't know if if that's the direction you want to go. Bringing on that salary, I like Tobias. Uh, I like Tobias when he's here, but I I don't think that that's somebody that they will really pinpoint here. I think they'll throw an offer sheet out there for Cam. Uh, I think that you know, everything hinges with Damian Lillard in Portland and, and what's going to happen next with Jeremy Grant. I think that kind of a reunion right there might be special. James Edwards wrote recently about Harrison Barnes and what that might look like for the Detroit Pistons. But definitely being able to find, you know, that you think in your mind, your wing, your small forward type of player that's going to be able to add uh, some offense because the way I look at it with this team, you know, as of last year, they really just have one professional shooter in Bojan Bogdanovich. And how do you add a couple of more guys? Now I think that everybody gets better opportunities when Cade Cunningham is back in the lineup. I, I mean, he, you know, he doesn't have that over the top athleticism that we're used to seeing in the NBA. And because he's taller without that crazy athleticism, I think that people have a difficult time trying to understand really who Cade is. But, man, when you watch him with the ball in his hands, the fact that he was in the conversation for Rookie of the Year uh, before injury, like, I just, you know, he started that season with injury, you know, coming out of the gates a little slower, and then last year, the entire year derailed. If he could stay healthy, what he's going to provide, and Jalen Duren's my other guy. 
You know, I, I wanted I want to see that young core of Cade, Jalen, and Jaden, that core three right there, play a lot of years together. Because I think that there is a lot of potential between the three of them. And then when you have a shooter like Boyan and you add Asar Thompson, who's going to come in, immediately be able to play defensively. So they say, you know, will we see an uptick in his shooting? You know, like I said, I mean, he's had months where he shot 40% from three in the playoffs. And over time, he lead, in, in the biggest moments, he lit it up. And, you know, that's, that's, I, we just don't know enough because it's such a, fled, a fledgling you know, organization. Second year of overtime elite. People are like, what the hell is overtime elite? Now it's a it's a league for you know sixteen to twenty year olds, and it's it's kind of unique where you can go there and you can make a hundred thousand dollars a year, or uh, you can kind of roll that into a scholarship to be able to maintain your college eligibility if you want to go that route. And you know, with some of their you know four four players to one instructor on their academic side uh, that they offer, I just. I'm very interested and intrigued by Overtime Elite. And you had two of the top five picks, obviously, you know, being brothers, Amen and Asar. Uh, like these guys kind of set the tone for what we might think Overtime Elite is. And you look at you know, the first five picks of the NBA draft Victor Weminyama, international player, right? The French phenom. Guy is just absolutely monstrous. He was working out, they did a little, little uh, video of him in his Spurs jersey and. You know, he caught a lob that wasn't even a lob. The guy threw it up near the hoop and he barely jumped off the ground to grab it and dunk it. Like it doesn't even look, it looks like an adult playing on a five foot rim is what it looks like. It's ridiculous. Uh, You know, you have, so he's an international. Scoot was from the G League. Brandon Miller's from Alabama. So there's your one college kid and then two kids from overtime elite. Like it is a little bit of a microcosm of today's NBA. And I think that when the when the Pistons made the trade to move up to 25 to go get their guy, everybody at the point guard spot outside of Cade is on notice. Like, And they seem to be very high. I like the idea that he was a four-year college player. I still think that means something. Like I said, I'm a little bit of a traditionalist. I'm a little conservative. And I kind of like the kid that spent four years in college doing more than just playing basketball. But, you know, making sure that they have a class schedule, you know, the social aspect of what college means and uh, the demands of being a college athlete, you know, with that schedule, trying to make the NCAA tournament, you know, all of those different things, I really think help the maturation process. And I feel comfortable. I don't think it's a knock that a guy plays four years, you know, for all the guys, you know, for all the folks that want to knock Hunter Dickinson, is Hunter Dickinson ready to go to the NBA? Uh, I don't know. Oscar Shibway was a national player of the year and he didn't even get drafted. Zach Eady out of Purdue. You know, went back back in back in school. Like it, it really is. Unless you're the Jalen Duran sort of seven footer with elite athleticism, it's very hard to find a spot in today's NBA. And so you might go, well, what about the Joker? You know, he's not an elite athlete. No, he's an elite brain. He's got a good handle. He can see the floor. He can move the ball wherever you need to. You know, is Hunter Dickinson, Nikola Jokic? No, I don't think so. But I, you know, the opportunity for a player like him just it just isn't really that available right now. So I think that this is we're at a very interesting stage here in the NBA and what happens next. And man, I I'm excited just talking about it, knowing that the summer league is right around the corner, knowing the free agency is here. It's not a free agent class that I absolutely love, and I think that that's why when Keith said moments ago that hey, for this you know for this group here. We might see the Pistons use some of that cap space that they have in the trade market. Yeah, like that, Tim, because I'm not, I'm not overwhelmed by this free agent class. 
We'll step aside. We'll be back with more of the Huge Show after this here on the Michigan Sports Network. Everything huge 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Hey, sports fans, here's a hanging curveball that you can knock out of the ballpark. This is Matt Shepard, the voice of Detroit baseball, inviting you to step up to the plate at Eagle Casino and Sports, the mobile sports book where you can bet on all your favorites all year round, including, of course, our national pastime. So download the app and start winning today. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 years or older and in Michigan to play. Have you ever played golf at Tullymore? Knives. Have you experienced a stay-and-play package in Canadian Lakes, Michigan, less than an hour north of Grand Rapids? Well, here's what you need to do if you want to take advantage of great deals right now. Go to TullymoreGolf.com. That's TullymoreGolf.com, and you'll see the link for packages, accommodations, dining, meetings, weddings, events, and so much more. And especially golf on the 18-hole layout at Tullymore and the 18-hole at St. Ives, and they can accommodate any group, whether it's two people getting together or 200 looking for a weekend or an overnight celebration that includes a little business, golf, great food, and beverages. Just go to TullymoreGolf.com. That's TullymoreGolf.com. They're located in Canadian Lakes, Michigan, less than an hour north of GR. Get more info at TullymoreGolf.com. You asked for it. Big Time Rush are coming. Big Time Rush. Live in concert. Can't get enough tour. Van Andel Arena. Friday, July 21st. With special guest Max and featuring Jax. Get tickets now at LiveNation.com. For more, visit BigTimeRushOfficial.com. Drive for a cause at Mini on the Mac on August 4th and 5th. Hundreds of Mini Cooper owners will come together at the world-famous Mackinac Bridge. You can register now at MiniOnTheMac.com to be a part of this one-of-a-kind event. That's MiniOnTheMac.com. Shop for July 4th with just one stop at Meyer. Right now, buy one, get one free 80% lean ground beef. And Kingsford Twin Pack Charcoal Briquettes for $16.88 with Emperks. Plus, get 50% off the entire stock of swimwear for the family. Buy five, save $5 on Pepperidge Farm Buns, Coca-Cola, Pepsi, 7-Up, or Dr. Pepper products, plus deposit where applicable, and Lay's Potato Chips. Get more for your money with the same prices online and in-store at Meyer. Exclusion Supply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Here to the huge show on the Michigan Sports Network. That's Brett Hayes. I'm Anthony Bellino filling in for the huge one. Bill Simonson, he is on the road. I'll be with you tomorrow afternoon as well. Plenty of ways for you to get in contact with us. You can tweet at us at Huge Show. You can tweet at me individually uh, at AC Bellino. Find Brett Hayes on Twitter at the Brett Hayes, H A Z E. And you can always text us. Use the keyword huge. Send that to 21,000. That's huge to 21000. Or give us a dial on the Mercantile Bank listener line 1 866 838. Huge 1 838 4843. Now, over the weekend, the Detroit Tigers only took one out of three 
against the Minnesota Twins, leaders of their division in the AL Central. However, for as bad as the weekend might have been, and for Nick Maton, it was rough. Guy has not found his stroke very well. He's only hitting about 160. Like it was, it was time to go. So the Tigers end up sending Maton down to Toledo for him to be able to, you know, figure it out there. Now, offensively and defensively, uh, this was not the environment for him to do so, according to AJ Hinch. And after the weekend, which wasn't great, but wasn't terrible, coming off that, win, you know, the series win against Kansas City, two games to one. You feel good about that. You go into the weekend. You know, big series, make up some ground against Minnesota. You take one out of the three. Okay, you're still only five and a half games back. And you have a very difficult test on the docket here. No off day. You leave Detroit and you head straight to Texas to take on the Rangers. First pitch tonight, 8.05. It is a late one uh, this evening. 8.05 tomorrow and 8.05 on Wednesday. And 2.05 on Thursday before heading north to Colorado to take on the Rockies. So a couple of... uh, couple of series here in which the Tigers, you know, look, it, it's a tough test. This is the major leagues, though. And if you're a Tigers fan, I would urge you not to give up the ship just yet. I think that they have been a little bit better than what we thought they would be, all things considered. And most importantly, the thing that's being considered here is the fact that the injuries, like the reserves are coming. Here, come, like here comes the help. It's on its way. We just needed to get healthy. And that starts with the starting pitching. You know, I'm a little bit more open to dealing Erod if if there's some, you know, if there's an acquisition that can be made that makes sense for this team that doesn't involve somebody's 17th ranked prospect. Like, no, let's go get somebody who can contribute and do so right away. But a very tough challenge beginning tonight, the first of four on the road in Texas against the Rangers. Hour two, the huge show coming at you next here on the Michigan Sports Network. Big bad. 